0: Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years, whatever this next season of life brings. This podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey, friends. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm so grateful you joined me this week. Today, we are going to talk about solitude and how it can greatly impact your life. I first began reflecting on the importance of solitude and what it would look like in my life earlier this week when I was walking at Radnor Lake. Now, for those of you who aren't from Nashville and aren't familiar with Radnor Lake, let me tell you a little bit about it so that this podcast makes more sense. Radnor Lake is located in South Nashville It's a 1,300-acre state park with abundant wildlife and over seven miles of hiking trails. It is almost impossible to go walking there and not see some sort of wildlife like deer or turkeys, um, some kind of wild birds. They're they're everywhere. The main trail of the park circles an 85-acre lake, which remains protected in its natural state. I like to say it's a little piece of untouched nature in the middle of a busy city. As I was walking earlier in the week, I stopped at an overlook in the center of the lake. As I sat there, the view in front of me was stunning. What I saw was a beautiful lake surrounded in every direction by rolling hills that were covered in green trees. Now, it was early in the morning, so the sunlight was just coming up over the hill, and it was shining through the branches of the trees. The rays of light were making the surface of the pond almost sparkle. As I sat on the bench, I began to focus on what was going on around me. I connected with my surroundings. I heard crickets chirping. I could hear birds singing to one another. I could hear a woodpecker off in the distance. I could hear a deer at the edge of the lake drinking water. Then I connected with how I felt. I felt a slight breeze, and then I saw bushes swaying slightly with the wind. Out in the lake, I saw ripples in the water as a fish jumped to the surface. I saw people from a distance walking on the opposite side of the lake. Then I connected with what was going on inside me. I could feel the muscles in my legs just slightly quivering from walking the trails for the past 45 minutes. I noticed my breath beginning to slow down now that I was seated. And I literally felt my shoulders begin to relax as I sat by the lake. And as I was sitting there, just kind of in the moment, the word solitude came to me. So I came home and researched what is solitude. The definition of solitude from Psychology Today states, solitude is the state of being alone without being lonely. It is a positive and constructive state of engagement with oneself. Solitude is desirable, a state of being alone where you provide yourself wonderful and sufficient company. So, for me, solitude is a time to step out of the world, to reconnect with myself and in my faith and what's going on in my life. Solitude is different from loneliness. Loneliness is an emotion or a feeling, and it comes from the feeling of being alone or isolated. Now, you may have experienced this before like I have. It is possible to feel lonely even in a room full of people. So solitude is much different. It's the state of being that soothes your heart and soul. It's a state of being that lets you rest, that lets you rest in the Lord. Well, you must search for solitude because it doesn't happen naturally in the world that we live in. Your normal way of living is to constantly be on the move or taking action. As moms, you may feel the need to meet the needs of everyone in your family. It may be very foreign for you to sit still. You may have to work extra at your job. You may find yourself always volunteering at church to fill a need, or you may just find yourself not being able to say no, no matter what situation you find yourself in. So back to my walk. The first part of my walk that morning, I was completely lost in thought. Obviously, I knew I was walking in the woods because I drove myself there, but my mind was racing ahead to all of the things I needed to do when I got home. I was thinking about a recent conversation with my son, and I was worrying about the health of a friend. It wasn't until I actually stopped and looked out at the lake that I began to connect with the present moment that I began to connect with myself. That's when I noticed all of the things happening around me, but also, and most importantly, the things happening within me. The self-connection and solitude allowed me to take deep, slow breaths. The thoughts and worries just sort of faded away, and I gained a new awareness of what was happening, not only in the surroundings as I heard people or saw animals, but I also connected with what was within me. Now, it's easy to think that you have to go somewhere or that a situation has to change for you to find peace and solitude, right? We all love going to the mountains or the beach or spending the day on the lake. It seems easier to relax in those situations, and often it is. But solitude can be found almost anywhere. While Radnor Lake is quiet, untouched, and surrounded by woods, it still sits smack dab in the middle of Nashville, a city where almost 700,000 people reside. And the park is located only a mile from one of the busiest interstates in the state. So, like I said, solitude can be found anywhere. It is a matter of connecting with yourself in the present moment. Even though I found myself sitting in a place of solitude, there were still distractions that appeared. I noticed airplanes flying overhead and cars in the distance. I could hear the crunch of gravel on the trail as people were walking behind me, and I could hear women talking and laughing as they approached the lake. Those could all be distractions. But I chose the solitude. I was able to still connect with myself and my faith and my surroundings. I connected with my feelings, with my thoughts, with the way that my physical body felt. So I just simply acknowledged that the distractions were there and then just let them fade away. So as I was thinking about this, I wanted to share some reasons why solitude is so important to you in your life. First, it helps you connect with yourself. So I want you to imagine this in your mind. There are three links to a chain in front of you. One link represents you, one represents your faith, and one represents the people and situations in your life. Many people go through their daily lives without connecting these links. I know I've been guilty of it before. I like to call when your links are not connected. I like to call this living from the outside in or just simply living out in the world. When this happens, you find yourself focused on making others happy, maybe needing the approval of the people around you so that you feel worthy. And you may find yourself on that hamster wheel, living a fast-paced life that may lack joy and fulfillment. You may question, is there more to my life? So solitude is the place where the connections, where the links can be connected. When you move into solitude, you are able to connect with yourself. You acknowledge who you are. You gain an awareness of your current situation, and it allows you the opportunity to explore what comes next in your life. Connection is the door that allows healing, purpose, and self-discovery to come in. You will be able to identify your feelings, your beliefs, And you know what? You will even be able to pinpoint what you need most in your life at that moment. The second reason solitude is important is that it allows you to connect in your faith life. Now, I want you to think about this. Did you know that Jesus sought solitude in his life? How many times do we hear throughout the Gospels that he pulled away from the hustle and bustle of the world to find time alone with God, time where he could reconnect with himself, with God, his Father, and that he could also reconnect with his mission here on earth. Like Jesus's example, solitude allows you to connect with God, and it allows this through heart-to-heart conversations. As I sat by the lake that day, I asked God, why is solitude so important in my life? And I felt like he placed the most beautiful answer on my heart. He said, you will find me everywhere, my daughter, but you will come to know me in the solitude. I thought that was so profound. So let me repeat it. We will come to know God everywhere. He's visible everywhere. He's constantly working in our lives if we're open to seeing it. But how we come to truly know God is in the solitude. So the goal of our lives should be to truly know God so that we can love him and serve him in whatever capacity he calls us. Now, for some of you, solitude might be a new concept as a Catholic mom in the middle, you've probably spent the past 15 to 20 years meeting the needs of your family with very little time, it seems, for solitude. Home-cooked meals, sports games and practices, homework, school projects, birthday parties, loads of laundry, and everything else that comes with raising children can leave very little room for quiet time in your life. The thought of stepping away from the chaos of your home may seem impossible and foreign. But I want you to remember that solitude is not a destination. It is part of your journey. You don't have to go to a remote island to find it. Solitude is available to you wherever you are right now. Whichever season of life you may find yourself in, and it is yours for the taking whenever you need it. So here are some ideas that I came up with to help you find a place of solitude. Number one, create an area in your home that's kind of away from the hub or the heart of the family. Maybe it's a special chair on the porch in the yard or in a bedroom that's not being used. Make that chair or that area feel homey with a lamp, a fun pillow, or a quilt. You could add a table for your journal or Bible. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't all have to match. Because remember, solitude is where you step away from the demands of your life to reconnect with yourself and your faith and in your life's purpose. So look around your house, be creative, and find an area that feels right for you. Number two, a quiet church in front of the tabernacle is a great place. Let me just say a perfect place to find solitude. You can go to adoration or you could even stop by to make a little visit when the church is empty. One of my favorite times to be at the church is when the church is dark and quiet and empty, where it's just me and Jesus connecting. The light from the tabernacle candle is a reminder that christ is always present in fact he's always waiting for you to stop and visit and it is in the presence of christ that you will find true solitude where you can connect with yourself in your faith and in your life's calling and then number three is to find a place in nature where you can remove yourself from your constant to-do list Turn off your phone and then just be in the quiet. Maybe you have a favorite walking trail like I do at Radnor Lake. Maybe there's a bench at the park you like to go and get away or even the cove on the lake, but be intentional about making it a priority to spend time in solitude. Explore the word solitude. Ask God what solitude looks like in your life, what it means in your life, how it will help you in your life. I promise you that this is the best gift you can give yourself. So I want to look at the account of the transfiguration. In Luke 9, we read, About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. And then we go on to read in verse 35, a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my Son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. In a place of solitude on the mountaintop, the transfiguration occurred. Peter, James, and John were able to connect with Christ in a deep and intimate way because their hearts and minds were free from the distractions of the world below. In this connection, God revealed his Son, Jesus, to them. And confirmed their calling to follow in his footsteps. So, my friends, in your place of solitude, you could have a transfiguration moment that could possibly be available to you. It may not happen every time in solitude, but you never know how God's going to appear in your life. Like God shared with me that day at the lake, if you look, You can find God in your everyday life. He's there in the hustle and bustle, sometimes the mundane daily tasks that you have to accomplish. God is there. But I truly believe it is in the solitude that you will come to truly know Him. And in the process, you will connect the links of your life. You will connect with yourself and His purpose for your life. And in doing so, you will create stronger connections or stronger links in your marriage, with your adult children, with other relationships, in your health, and in all areas. Solitude is important. I hope this podcast will inspire you to search out a place of solitude for yourself. Because you know what? Moms, you deserve it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for the gift of solitude. We thank you for the opportunity that it opens up for us to connect with you on a deeper level. We ask that you help us connect the links of our life, our faith life together so that we can follow our true calling and purpose so that we can be the light of Christ to others and the darkness of the world. Lord, we ask that you bless our families. You bless our children. You bless our children who are off on their own, who have left the nest. We ask that you bless them and guide them. And Lord, we ask you to... Stir up in the heart of our children who are fallen away from the faith, a desire to know you and love you and serve you. We ask that their guardian angels bless them and guide them, protect them from harm. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbysheanwilliams.com. That is music by Sean S H A W N williams.com.